When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Corey Mall. We're back here with the On the Line. It's Wednesday, August 24th, and we have everyone in the studio today. To my right, I have Olivia Ekpenay. Hey, y'all. On the back desk, we have Ashley Titians. Hello. And as you can see, we have a, n- a new look to On the Line. I'm digging it. Love it. For sure. Very colorful. Very colorful. <laughs> All right, it's going to be a very abbreviated show this week, but uh, be on the lookout this weekend in the coming weeks for some content. Um, Liv's starting her own podcast in, in a few weeks. Super excited about it. You'll learn more about that in the coming weeks. We'll have event coverage, live meet coverage, features, and and on Texas bi-weekly through the end of November, we'll also have a health and nutrition blog, uh, which goes into all types of, of different things you can look out for, uh, like macro nutritional, nutritional needs and things like that. So look out for that on Texas Mile Split. And and one last thing, we're on Spotify. Woo. So yeah. subscribe. you are a listener of Spotify, go there, subscribe, and give us a rating. All right, we're moving to our first thing on the docket, XC started already season's underway we have our august feelings that we need to get into who are the current performers over the last couple of weeks who have performed and who have caught our eyes Liv, i'll go to you first well first and foremost lily cridge have to talk about her clock to 17 11 in the 5k at the circle city conference meet she we we always talk about speed ratings here so that it kind of gives a balance of like the kind of the courses that are out there versus how fast these athletes are going. And she ran a 146 speed rating, which is actually pretty solid. Uh, Natalie Cook last year was doing like 150s. I think she hit 160 at one point. So 146 to kick off the season is really awesome. Isabel Alori from Liberty Common um, at the Rocky Mountain Lobo Invitational. She ran an 18 flat speed rating. 142 so looks pretty solid there and she won that race by over 40 seconds and last but not least Tayson Echo Hawk there 1507 for 5k at the Utah pre region 8 meet 188 speed rating so 188 there so pretty solid for those athletes already Ashley what do you got so I know Olivia mentioned Tayson Echo Hawk also in that pre-Region 8 meet in Utah was Liam Henninger of Mountain View, Utah. He ran a 15-14 to have a really solid season opener there that made for a 186 speed rating. Now he's going to be the 14th fastest returning what 5K this season. And I want to note, too, that he opened up last season in 2021 at the same meet he ran 16.10 last year. This year he runs 15.14, so that's a pretty big improvement already. So I think he'll be someone to look 
you know, forward to going throughout the season. I also want to point to our current girls leader for 5K already early in the season, and that is going to be Alyssa Soro of Williamstown out of West Virginia. She ran 1652.11 at the Autumn Classic for a 148 speed rating. Really solid there, and that is a huge PR from her. She will be a sophomore this year. She ran 17.39 last season in her freshman year. So to go from 17.39 already to open up the season at 16.52 is pretty impressive. Also of note, she's coming off of a big summer where she won the U18 International Mountain Running Cup for the U.S. Irene Riggs might have some competition in West Virginia as well. That's a stellar opening. Mountain View. Number 20 on our Miles Put 50 team rankings today was the release. So he's that number one for Mountain View. So I agree there. I'm going to go to a guy that we haven't talked about. He's number one in the country right now at 5K, Jake Liebert of Wando High School in South Carolina. Now, Olivia talked about speed ratings. No speed ratings for this race. It was the Creating Waves 5K. Pretty <laughs> pretty cool name. But Jake ran 14.57 at this race. That is a 27-second PR from last year. Only one guy in South Carolina, Sam Rich, broke 15 minutes last year. So that's high company for Jake. And, and as he looks ahead, I mean, he's only one of 15 guys now in the state to have broken 15 all time since 2000. So that's really good accomplishment from him. And right now, He's number one. He might get passed in, in due time, but right now he's number one in the country. The next one, Caroline Hood of Pace Academy uh, out of Atlanta, Georgia. She's a top 15 runner right now for 5K. She ran 18.06 at the Zach Walmsley Clash on August 20th. That's uh, about three seconds off of her time from her debut last year. So she ran 18.03 last year, 18.06 this year. To me, that says consistency, and she's the returning to a champion in Georgia. So Caroline's going to be one athlete to watch out for. Really good stuff so far, but watch out for all the stuff coming to down the line here in XC season. All right, we're going to look ahead to the fall season, 2022. These are the burning questions we have. <laughs> all right, rising stars that we are excited to see this cross-country season. Who are they? I'm going to start with Ashley first. So I want to talk to you guys about Eliana Black. She'll be a freshman at Cambridge Cambridge Christian, excuse me, in Florida. She has an interesting story. So she began running for the Cambridge Christian high school team when she was just a sixth grader. So she has been competing up with the high schoolers. It's a, it's a rule in Florida that she's allowed to go do that. Um, so she has been competing with them for her whole three years in middle school coached by Ray Friedman down there. And she comes in as potentially one of the top incoming freshmen for the girls. And last year, she was the only eighth grader to compete in the top gold girls race at the Running Lane Cross Country Championships. She ran a PR of 17.51 at that meet, placing 103rd. So now she comes in this year with that experience from last year already. So she has an edge on a lot of these incoming freshmen Um, in terms of experience and she also really made a name for herself out on the track in florida she ran a state record for eighth graders in the 3200 meters running 10 46 23 she also clocked prs of 212 69 the 800 456 45 in the 1600 I actually talked to her this week, and you can check out Miles for a cool little feature on her going into the season. And she's ready. She thinks she's going to some 
um, surprise some people uh, going into this season. All right, LA and Black out of Florida, the freshman, I think. Olivia, you got another freshman, right? I have another incoming freshman, yes, from Kentucky, Addison Moore. And we've been talking about her all throughout AAU. So she broke the national AAU record in the 3K with a 957.45. And she became the first girl in that 14-year-old age group to dip under 10 minutes at the AAU Junior Olympics. So that already speaks volumes on the kind of talent that Kentucky's about to bring in. And just based off our database, that would be number seven all time for an eighth grader. So that just speaks volumes right there. She also won the 1500 meter title in a 438. She was fourth in the 800 with the 215. She ran a 501 in the mile earlier this season. So as an eighth grader, she even finished 11th at the Kentucky State Championships. And I I know um, Ashley was just talking about in Florida how they're able to run up, and she was able to do the same in Kentucky. So 11th against high schoolers as an 8th grader, I think, really speaks volumes. And then she also won the Kentucky Middle School State Cross-Country Championship. So Kentucky's bringing in another one. We talked about Kira O'Shea is someone that's been very dominant in that state already. So I think it's going to be an exciting year in Kentucky for sure. Are we going to see another Sadie Engelhart type of freshman? Potentially. We could. Potentially, you know? Okay. I think it's safe to say that. All right. All right. Well, Sadie did some historic things last yes, year. She that, did. that would be great stuff to see. All right. I'm going to move up to the sophomore class. My guy, Keegan Smith of Knoxville Catholic, uh, you know, blew the barn door, barn door open last year at the Southern Showcase when he ran 1453, which is fastest ever for a freshman uh, in the class. Uh, one of two, I think, ever to go under 15 minutes. Um, so he really, really set himself up at that race. And he eventually went on to to win Tennessee Division II State Championship, qualified for East Bay Cross Country Championships, formerly known as Foot Locker, the national end-of-season race. So as a freshman, he's going to have an opportunity to potentially qualify again this year and maybe make that run up. Um, you know, in, in the track season, 414 mile, 852 freshman class record in the 3200 meters. He did some awesome things from fall to spring. And I think when you look at Keegan in Tennessee, I think it's much of the same. We're going to hope to see a lot of that, you know, progression from him in year two. I think he's capable of it. So Keegan's going to be a guy to watch in the sophomore class. All right, we're moving on to our next topic. It's going to be which high school team is better than you think. <laughs> Let's go, Ashley. All right, the team that is probably better than I think. I'm going to look at the Crater Boys squad out in Oregon. And I think the team is really intriguing because you have your top runner here for Crater, Tyrone Gorzy, who comes back, you know, to the 2022 season as potentially one of the fastest boys in the entire country. Um, we've talked about him previously on the show. He competed at U-20s during outdoor, and he went to the World U-20s representing the U.S. So he will be someone that could help potentially lead this crater team to greatness. It's also worth noting that they have six returners for this cross-country season. Stella, number two runner, and Josiah Tostenson, you know, just a sophomore. He ran 15.03 last season. And I think that duo there could really propel Crater to be better than I think. I like it. Olivia, who's your team? Mine might be a really hot take here, but American Fork. Hot take? I really, this is why, because I feel like American Fork has always been there, 
But I really think they have something special going on this season. They already competed already at the Premier Invitational on August 13th. They won the title with an 1835 average. Now this was for 2.9 miles, so it wasn't a full 5K. But Avalon Meacham, we've been seeing her over the course of the last several years that we've seen her. She's class of 2024, so we get her for another year from, from Utah there. But you have one freshman, one sophomore, three juniors, and two seniors that were on that team. So... Even though they won the state title last year, I feel like they're just going to be they're going to be dominant again this year. So that's why I say it's a hot take. It's like American Fork has always been there, but I think they're better than what everybody thinks and, that they are. And I do think that take might hold water because to start the season, the Milestone Fifty rankings, they are not going to be in our top twenty-five. Yeah, they only have three back. So you're saying they're better than those three back? There's going to be a lot coming. To, from American Forks standards than, than we realize. So, yeah, I like it. That's why I said it's a hot all right. take. All right. All right. <laughs> is, is it? Um, all right. So, I'll go with the Alamosa girls of Colorado. They, uh, you know, Alamosa is a town that where Adam State University is. So, Adam State powerhouse D2 program, uh, primarily a distance running program there. Uh, Alamosa girls were fantastic last year, largely underclassmen. They finished second to classical at the state to a championships classical is a great team too but alamosa has everyone back for the most part i think they have six returners back uh from that team that finished second and when you look at at what they're able to do um i don't know 1858 average based on prs last year they have sarah de la cerda and madeline castillo they're both under 1840 for 5k from 2021 times um they run at elevation they're in colorado there's a lot of heavyweights in Colorado that really, you know, are strong, like Niwot, um, uh, Valor Christian, Mountain Vista, you know, all these types of teams. But yeah. Alamosa, I think, is going to be there, and they're they're better than most people think. So those are our teams. All right. This is going to be an interesting segment <laughs> because there's been a lot of movement in high school distance running this offseason. It's been very interesting. Yes. Confirmed, too. We're not Confirmed. even we're not yes. speculating. We're not Confirmed, yes. Transfers to programs that will undoubtedly help or alter the trajectory of their teams this year. Let's just go over some of the transfers. Lauren Ping from Desert Vista to Valley Christian, a smaller school in Arizona this year. Three-time state champion? Three-time state champion, yeah. Ty Garrett from Valor Christian, the number one runner of Valor Christian in Colorado, goes back to Center Grove where he started high school season. Um, they are a pretty great, pretty good team that could be a, a you know in the hunt to win an Indiana State championship. Braden Seymour, Florida State 1600 meter champion, goes to Newberry Park. Wow. They just keep getting better. They do. They do. They do. And then Danny Simmons. This is actually under under you know uh, under the radar one. Danny Simmons from Salmon, Idaho. Is going to be a junior. He transferred to American Fork. So he is a fringe top 25 guy going to one of the best teams annually. So Danny Simmons to American Fork. So how do we view these transfers and how they're going to affect the teams? Olivia. Well, first of all, Lauren Ping, we just talked about multi-state champion going from a Division One program to a Division Four. So like you said, a little bit smaller uh, program, Corey. So I- I'm excited to see how that elevates Valley Christian at this point. Um, and so with that being said, you know, state titles is something that we're all striving for. So I feel like, you know, Lauren Ping's going to elevate that program. And I feel like people feed off that energy, which kind of leads me into Newberry Park. We see the culture that Newberry Park has, these athletes there are just ready to get after it they're they're it's just very competitive but in a healthy way they encourage each other to get after it and the fact that with Newberry Park (laughs) I feel like that's huge to be able to say hey I'm going to be 
on one of the best nation's best teams like in history. We saw what, what they did last year. This year potentially could see something quite similar. So the fact that we we have a transfer going into Newberry Park from Braden Seymour, that really that's interesting for me. So Lauren yeah. Ping and I think Braden Seymour are the interesting picks for me for sure. Yeah, and obviously as we all know, Sean Brosman left Newberry yeah, so Park it's to just, take a job at UCLA. It's just all interesting. Tanya Brosman there, Steve Hawkins yeah. there. It's going to be very interesting. I agree. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what are your thoughts? Again, like Olivia said, okay, I mean, Newberry Park, are they unstoppable now? I mean, it just like it, they just seem so good. And I'm just so excited to see how that group is going to put it together and show that excellence out on the course this season. However, I'm really intrigued by the Ty Garrett transfer because now he comes in, like you mentioned, Corey, Center Grove could be really, you know, be in contention for that Indiana State title. However, they'll also be a team to watch nationally as well. So now you have Garrett coming back to a squad where he was as a freshman. That's a kind of an interesting storyline there. Center Grove now will have five seniors helping lead the way and give the team a great boost. Um, and so I think that significantly increases Center Grove's stock going into these postseason meets later in the season. So the Wake Forest commit, Ty Garrett, he'll, he's a senior, he'll be going to Wake Forest. He'll be looking to have a good final senior season, kind of circling back to his old team. Yeah, I, I agree immensely uh, of the Center Grove thing. And, and you know, Indiana is one of the states that is most difficult to get states mm-hmm. right the, the, yeah. the rounds is incredibly hard just to navigate it and then once you get there it's no given that you'll you'll win carmel is a great program led by cole matison are they going to be better than center who knows oh, whole whole big question there i agree with the cmar take here i mean they had a top four last year yeah right obviously Braden slots in they're not worrying about who's the four or the five Braden actually might be a three or four, I don't know. He could work his way up. He's he's a legitimate talent who can run really, really well. I mean, four eleven is no joke for the sixteen hundred meter state title holder. He broke nine last year in the third two hundred meters. Obviously, this guy is talented. Uh, he's been training, I think, in California. From what we're told, his parents moved out to California. Uh, it's a whole thing. I mean, if you're moving to California and you're a dis- and your kid's a distance runner, you know, you're probably going to think Newberry Park. Yeah. So. I don't know how it happened, but he's there. That's <laughs> legitimate. And then I just want to just reiterate here the Danny Simmons thing for American Fork. I mean, uh, I think that's huge. Uh, American Fork, I think over the last couple of years, has been sort of down in the way that we view them. Obviously, at one point, they were like the best of the best, and they were contender to win national titles. Um, but I, I think they're the retooling, and, and with Simmons with them, they don't have to retool as slow or, or maybe developed as much as they, they might have ha- had to lean on some younger guys. So you have Simmons, you got Ben Jaster, Ben Bradshaw. Those That's a good core three, and I think you have enough guys at American Fork that are, are really in the wings waiting just for that opportunity. I, I think they can just hit that in stride and go. So Simmons is going to be a really good catch for them, and I think they're going to uh, be better for it. Mm-hmm. All right, one last segment before we head out the door. Um the weekend of September 23rd is just lining up to be absolutely bonkers with me. <laughs> um, in no short order, Carlisle Invite, Bob Furman, Bowden, Malacca Megameet, Oatlands, Six Flags, Roy Griak, PIAA Foundation, Wingfoot Classic, Wild Safari Invite, <laughs> Garmin Invitational going. in Texas. There's going to be so many meets. Why is, why is this weekend oh, so good? 
Uh, let's start with you, Olivia. Well, that I think will be the popcorn moment of that will be the popcorn day. Let's just say <laughs> that. But I know Ashley's going to be talking about the Garmin Mile Split Texas Cross Country Invitational. I'm going to have her share a little bit more with that. But Corey, as you mentioned, the Wingfoot Classic that will be live on Mile Split. This has been a meet that has been the home for the top South pretty much regional season invitational meet. Like, that is the meet you want to go to if you're in the South. The deadline to register is September 1st, so make sure you take advantage of that. But also, I saw the Six Flags Wild Safari Invitational. Corey, I don't know if you remember, but Carrie Beloga ran at that meet, and she's like, we ran through an amusement park yeah. type thing. So I was like, this is really exciting. So she ran a 16.52 for 5K to win that title there. So I just think it's a great fun atmosphere meet to be in um, if you're looking for other meets out there. So essentially this weekend's just going to be popping. Yeah, and Ashley's going to be in Denton for the yes. Garmin Texas Miles yeah. Invitational, correct? Yes, I am super excited. <laughs> I will be on site at the Garmin Miles Split Texas Invitational in Denton at South Lakes Park. Registration closes September 21st. You can find me, Will, and Nancy out there as the Miles Split crew. Julio, Julio, probably Julio. Yep. <laughs> yes, that's right. So we'll have a whole crew out there, so be sure to find me and the rest of the crew. But this will be a really big meet where it's going to feature some of the top athletes from the great state of Texas, which has always produced high-quality talent in cross-country. Last time out in 2021, the Elite Girls Race was won in 1736 by Amy Moorfield, who's now senior at Lucas Lovejoy. The Elite Boys Race was won by Grapevine senior Walker St. John in 1457. So it has a history of producing some really fast times. So I'm really excited to see all the races go down there. Yeah, and this 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 weekend is so big that both Ashley and myself are all all going to be on the road. I'm headed to Atlanta <laughs> for Winkfoot. And I'm excited. Like there, it's two days. It's it's mm-hmm. under the lights on yeah. Friday, which will have the championship sections. And at Sam Smith Park, it's about 40 minutes north of Atlanta. It's wide open. It's it's a looped course. There's hay bales halfway through, so it's like true cross country. And Atlanta Track Club does an awesome job putting it on, presenting it. Um, and I think it'll be fun. Uh, over 4,000 athletes already registered. Uh, from from over five states, Joe Sapone uh, was the winner last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Ruby Little uh, was the winner in the championship section a year ago as well. So I think uh, Wingfoot's going to be really really fun, uh, and we'll have the live feed there in Atlanta. Hoping for a car- we're putting together a cart cam and, and some other views here. Uh, are so you gonna be on the cart? I was gonna cam? say yeah. Are, are you, you gonna, gonna be, be on, on the cart cam? TBD on <laughs> me being on the cart cam, but we will figure that out. I think. Somebody will be on the car cam, um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure it out in due time. Fun times. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. So uh, that is the show for today. Uh, really abbreviated show, but we're going to have, you know, a lot coming in the next Woo. few weeks. This is the, Buckle our, up. Yes. our debut XC show of 2022. Woo. Awesome. And Olivia was here for the ride. It was so awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back here in Austin, see Ashley and Corey, obviously, but just being back in Austin. I miss it so much. So thanks for having what me. What was the best thing? over the last couple of days in Austin? Oh, honestly, I, I, I honestly think just hanging out with you guys, like being Aww. with the Mile Split crew just makes me so happy. It fills up my cup. So the fact that I was, you know, we were here for our convention. So everyone from, you know, our Mile Split team was in town. So, you know, to see some of the editors that we get to see, you know, a couple times a year, it's just nice to just see everybody. So for sure, hanging out with my peeps. Ashley, 
Hmm, first convention for you. Taco. Oh, yeah. The tacos oh, were good, right. too. That's right. Tacos. First convention, but it was really fun. You know, like Olivia said, having the whole crew here, you get to socialize, meet the crew, <laughs> hang out. And so I think we're – it also, you know, makes you really pumped for cross-country because I know we've all been talking about that over the past few days. And I got to see Olivia, which was great. So, Corey, what about for you? What was the highlight for you? I, I like – uh, the convention was great. I, we had a keynote speaker that was awesome from Northwestern. I, I thought that was the, the best part of the convention. And um, you hear that Ashley had nothing to do with us. It's fine. I'm a little hurt. I love how Ashley and I both say be with <laughs> each other. Well, I mean, I it, must say the keynote cool. was really awesome. It's though. cool seeing y'all, uh, but no love. Always no love. have. I always have a good time with you ladies. So <laughs> I don't know what to say. But stay tuned for more on the line shows. They're coming Tuesdays. Uh, weekly here, Mile Split. We'll have the feeds for you. You can find us on Spotify. Stay tuned for all of our coverage on milesplit.com. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you later.